For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench XLR Landing University Radio. My name is Jameson Hartso and alongside with Hayden Joyner, we're your co-host of Off the Bench. We'll be bringing you the latest news, sports, all around the country. Our show will be every single Wednesday right here on 4 to 5 uh, on XLR Landing University Radio. Last week I was a little sick, so I apologize for that, And but Hayden stepped in had, and he I did a great, great job for sure. But we have a lot of news to cover today. Yes, Sports news. Yes, we do. Yeah. We've got the MLB World Series started last night. Houston Astros took the L. Yes, they did. Houston Astros went up 2 to nil in the first uh, inning, but the Washington Nationals came back and they battled hard. Two really big home runs put them up. Um in the what seventh inning, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, the Astros battled back, but the Nationals still took the win, five to four. Game two is on its way in the World Series for the MLB. NBA, two huge games last night. In the NBA really, well. really big NBA. Um, we had the what, Pelicans the, and the Raptors the, in in Toronto, where you got to, yeah. you got to see the unveilings of their uh, their championship rings, and as well later late at night at like like a ten thirty start sign because it was a West Coast game. We had the uh, the Lakers at the Clippers, although they were they were still playing in the same arena. They both play because they're uh, obviously a shared city teams, but both games were phenomenal. Uh, Raptors ended up coming on top as well as the Clippers. Uh, I I was following some of the Raptors. Uh, Pelicans games. I probably would have watched if Zion was playing, but Zion is unfortunately yeah. out with that injury right now. But the Lakers Clippers game was very entertaining, even though the, the Clippers ended up winning by a little, a little more than 10 points. But the Clippers were leading for the majority of the second half, and the the Lakers just came back 10 point run coming back, 10 point run coming back. But unfortunately, it was just a little, little, little late for the for their run. But uh, both teams are revamped offenses, and they looked they looked really good, just like the expectations we all had. Minus uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't have the the most stellar of nights, but uh, Danny Green definitely covered for them. He was hitting hitting threes all over the place, finished with I think a total of twenty five points. So uh, good good work on both of those teams. We're excited to see how this season uh, plays out in the upcoming months. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a long season. We're only in the uh, preseason right now, so we're no, not no, going to definitely was, see. That was week one, or not week one, but that was that was tip-off night. That was opening really? night for NBA last night. Okay. Yeah, we got a couple more games today, I believe, and then we had a few more over the weekend. So. Okay, well, long season again. Yeah, uh, really, really games. long season. Many games. A lot can happen between now and May and first of June. So it's going to be exciting to see how I'm excited to see how KD. And Kyrie Irving play. I'm excited to see how uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis play. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, how they perform together. So there's a lot of really good matchups in the NBA right yeah, now. A lot, a lot of new. Offenses. I mean, you got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That's going to be exciting to see who's going to yeah. who's going to control that offense. You know, we got two really big um, scores down in Houston. So 
a lot of a lot of good things happening in the NBA. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of those we're gonna have to wait to see. I mean, obviously, Paul George didn't play last night yeah. with Kawhi and the Clippers, and Kevin Durant's out for the year with that Achilles injury he suffered in the finals last season. So uh, he is but out for the year. He is out for the year. That's that's been that, that was noted over the off season. So Kyrie's gonna be leading that team, and it's gonna be interesting to see like how that plays out. The Nets, I think, I don't know if they're the, they're if they're ranked as the favorites in the East, but they certainly are one of the contenders along with possibly the. Uh, the Celtics and the 76ers out there. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see, as well as Golden State in the West. Uh, yeah. They've been dominant, but Clay Thompson's out for the year as well with a uh, another knee injury that he suffered in the finals. So uh, a lot of key players out this year, but a lot of new offenses. So it's definitely going to be something to watch. This offseason in the NBA was very exciting if you were able to follow it. So this is certainly a season that a lot of NBA fans have been looking forward to. And with all these new players getting four-year deals, that, it's it's yeah. these are teams and offenses we're going to be seeing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good stuff happening in the NBA. Let's shift focuses a little bit to college football. The number one team in college football right now is Alabama Crimson Tide. Their quarterback that they love and they think is the best thing since sliced bread, Tua Tagovailoa, is out for week nine. Yes. Alabama fans, should they be worried? Mac Jones is a good quarterback. Four-star recruit, yeah. But... Tua Tagovailoa is the heart and the soul of that Alabama offense. They love that left-handed quarterback, and they put every single play in that playbook. It is around Tua Tagovailoa, so it's it's exciting. I'm excited to see how is Alabama going to respond. Mac Jones stepped in, and he performed. You know, he didn't do anything spectacular or anything like that against Tennessee. Really not a good team. They struggled a little bit here and there in the game, but Mike Jones did do a pretty good job. So, Hayden, Hayden, what do you think? What's going forward? Nick Saban said that Tua is uncertain. They, he doesn't know the timetable mm-hmm. uh, of the return for Tua. What Going forward, what does Alabama's offense have to do to stay number one and how do they respond to their quarterback being hurt? I mean, clearly for their offense to stay stay adapted and for that team to stay number one in the country, they're going to have to go in and beat Arkansas. And they're going to ha- and they luckily they get a, they get a, they get a bye week after Arkansas, so they'll give them a little bit more time to prepare. But then they got monstrous game at LSU after that, and that's potentially most likely will be a t- the, t- the the game between the number one and number two teams in the country. So Arkansas. With Mac, Mac Jones and this offense going into the Arkansas game this 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 uh, Saturday, I don't see too much worry in that. Uh, Nick Nick Saban, amazing, wonderful coach. They're going to have this game prepared, and I mean, this is an Arkansas team that hasn't won an SEC game in a year and a half, as well as they just not this past weekend, but two weekends ago, they lost to a Kentucky Wildcats team that was starting their four string quarterback, who happens to be their number one receiver. So if they can drop if they can drop to a team like that, I I think Alabama should have no trouble with Arkansas really. Yeah, and, and Auburn clearly took uh, took control of that game. They handled they handled Arkansas last week really in, in a nice win against Arkansas. So Auburn handled them pretty well. I think Alabama's going to do the same this coming week. I don't, I, I don't know the high ankle sprain. It's it's going to hurt. I mean, we obviously we've obviously seen in the NFL where Patrick Mahomes has hurt his ankle and he has not performed well at all because his ankle is hurting. And 
I mean, as a quarterback, you you lean on your ankles to you know make throws, step up into the pocket. And you got pressure his, coming at you. Yeah, and it's his right angle too. And as a left-handed quarterback, that's the that's the foot you're going to step into yes. throw with. So it certainly has a lot more pressure on it than his left ankle. Um, but uh, Nick Saban did say they don't have a timetable for his return. Uh, in one in one of his press conferences, Nick Saban said that he hopes he'll be back in like within or a little around ten days, hopefully yeah. in the middle of their bye next that. week. So if he can come back, I don't know if he, I don't think he's going to be 100. percent I feel like they they don't want to rush him back. I mean, he has a call, or he has an NFL career ahead of him, and so certainly trying to push that injury back too soon is definitely a negative thing to do. But if they really don't feel like they have a shot at this LSU game with Mac Jones, I I can see a situation where they might put Tua in, but try to formulate a game a game plan around him where he stays in the pocket more and not is really a, as much of a mobile quarterback as he's been because if you can keep him in his pocket, that'll keep him. Left him around, less stress well, on that ankle. Well, well, if you remember what happened last year, Tua got hurt in the LSU game, mm-hmm. and that obviously uh, affected him later on in the year. Whether whether he was still hurt in the Clemson game or not, uh, that a lot of people uh, has questioned that a lot. But he said he was good. But he is not known for. No injuries. I mean, he's he's been prone he's to been a lot. Prone, he's yeah, been yeah. to a lot of injuries in his career, and the exact same thing happened. I think it was his shoulder. I think last year, mm-hmm. but he was hurt last year as well. I think roughly around the same time. Yeah, right, right uh, about the midpoint of the yeah, season, around there. And and so they got to protect him. You know, he's probably not the toughest quarterback we have. All we have in the college football right now but you got you got to protect Tua. I yeah, mean he's you got a really good offensive line and you got to call plays to protect him and that's got to be the game plan going into these next going but, into the LSU game if But you uh, but obviously Nick Saban's going to want Tua to go Voa against the LSU oh, team. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, if they want to start Mac Jones against against LSU, that's going to take a uh a monstrous a performance by him to order, in order to overcome that game and win that. I mean, LSU's LSU's defense coming up and down. They they didn't do the great against uh, Texas the other week, uh, but it's that's just something they're going to have to come over. Mac Jones isn't an awful quarterback. You know, if you're the backup at Alabama, you're better than a bunch of starters in the NCAA. I mean, he's a four star recruit. He's he's thrown a touchdown, one interception throughout the games he's played in so far this season but that again that was really all in garbage time to be honest yeah. but um a, th- a thing a thing that i saw that's going to be interesting for alabama is they haven't even they haven't even had a starting quarterback miss a game due to an injury since 2004 so it's it's unfamiliar territory for them really but i mean nick saban's a seasoned coach he knows what he's doing so i think he'll have this team set to win against arkansas i don't have any doubts about that game uh, if you, i mean you remove one quarterback or obviously the quarterback's the center the focal point of the offense, but there's still five-star playmakers all around that offense and defense that should be able to dominate Arkansas's team. And again, if they can lose to that Kentucky team, they can lose to Alabama. Yeah. Now, that, now that we're talking about Alabama and LSU, the time is set for the game. It's at 3.30 p.m. kickoff time. Mm-hmm. This is the number one team and the number two team playing in the country. Why is it not in prime time? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if the scheduler. I don't, I, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable on the scheduling when it comes to 
college football games, I don't know if they pre-schedule the games prior to the season because that's a lot of what kind of the NFL does. They'll schedule Sunday night games and Thursday night games prior or like weeks in advance. So I don't know if this was like picked. This game time was decided last week or preseason. Because, but I mean, obviously, well, I know, I know it's, I know it's not picked before the season starts. Yeah. Um. But I mean, this is the this is probably one of the best games that we'll see all year. The number one two oh, team and the number one team. Unless some other team comes in at number two, number one, and, ha- and those two teams happen to play each other, then yeah, definitely there's. Uh, these are this is gonna be the biggest game of the year that's not named a bowl game or a college football yeah. playoff game. So, what I mean, I'm trying to look see what the the late game is for that night. I know it's it's broadcast on CBS at three thirties, but yeah. I mean three thirties it's like the middle ground. Yeah. Are, that's the game you watch before your yeah. cookout and your yeah. tailgate for the late night game. <laughs> so, unless this late night game's like it's super impressive this upcoming Saturday, I I don't understand really, which I am looking for now. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, nothing, nothing. No ranked teams. There's a Clemson game that night, broadcast on CBS. Versus or no, no, not CBS. The ACC network. So, CBS has. At, no, that's ten thirty. I am running through computer schedules right now. Seven p.m. on CBS is Memphis at Tel- Tulsa. Really. So, I don't know about that one. But it's going to be a good game for sure. Um, I think that a lot of people are excited to see this game. And there has to be a loser. You, somebody will lose that game, mm-hmm. and somebody's dropping. Somebody's you have dropping. to drop. You're not going to stay number one and number two. Even losing to number one, yeah, and number two, I, it is. You have to fall. You you will fall some somewhere somehow. How far they drop, it depends. Uh, but the AP poll, whoever decides that, um, it doesn't matter I mean, until November fifth, whenever. The real, uh, the real playoffs. I mean, yeah. If LSU wins this game, if LSU, if LSU wins this game, they're obviously going to number one. They will get to number one. Whether Alabama drops to one or drops to two or three, I don't see them dropping further than three. Um, depends depending on where they drop. Uh, will rely on Ohio State's performance against Wisconsin this upcoming weekend as well, because Ohio State is currently at number three spot. And a lot of people are looking at that and game. A lot of people are watching that game. But Wisconsin off of a loss. Mm-hmm. Game. Ending field goal for Illinois. Big game for Illinois. So congrats to that program. But I mean, ooh, it was. I mean, you had Wisconsin or not Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin was going down the field with the ball, hoping to secure this win. Throw, throw that interception on the right side. Great interception if you watch the play. It's it's a complete over the head dive uh, by that by that DB, and that sets up the Illinois game winning field goal. Perfect kick and no no time left on that so end of the game here but yeah that's obviously going to give Wisconsin a confidence lapse a confidence Wisconsin is going to well I, I I disagree with you you know I think I think Wisconsin is going to have a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. I think they're coming to this game and they're gonna be ready to play some ball I mean if I lost the game to some unranked team, I think Illinois hasn't beat a ranked team since two thousand and like one or so. It's been years. It's yeah. been a really long time that. since Illinois has uh, beat a ranked team. So Wisconsin is going to be ready to play some football, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to go into Ohio State and they're going to put up a fight. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get after Justin Fields and they're going to play some football. For sure, yeah, their key. If Wisconsin wants a chance this game, their key is to stop that Ohio Ohio State offense. I mean, Justin Fields has twenty two touchdowns to one interception on the season, so he's he's playing. He's in that Heisman. He's in the hunt for Heisman. He's he's playing that playing in a very high level right now. Uh, J.K. Dobbins leads the country in uh, yards per yards per carry right now with over seven, and that offense that two that one two punch with the pass game 
excelling and the running game excelling has to be a main priority for Wisconsin to stop. Whether they focus on one of those aspects of the game in particular, or they're going to push push their uh, their front seven into that running game and stop that and force Fields to throw the ball, or it's going to be the opposite, try to get their safeties back and their cornerbacks to stay on to to make them run the ball and hopefully somehow control the clock that way. But that, that's, that's going to be one of their main issues, as well as Ohio State's defense has been really good this season as well. Uh, they have, they've only have allowed three touchdown passes all season. They have ten interceptions on the year as well. So Wisconsin, just ha- Wisconsin will have to go in this game with a chip on their shoulder, like you said, in order to have really a, cha- a shot at this team. I see Ohio State still winning, uh, possibly by a, a touchdown or two. Right now they're, they're, a 14, or they're negative 14 in the betting. Swartzline has them as an 11-point favorite right now. So Wisconsin's definitely the underdog in this game, but they're going to have to go into this Ohio State offense that averages almost 50 points a game and just find some way to stop it. Yeah. Um, they're going to be fierce. I mean, they're going to come out mad. And they're, going to be, they're going to want to get back. And uh, when losing two games in a row is tough, so I don't, I don't think they want that. And it's going to be a great ball game for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely want to look out for. Now, the team... That hasn't lost a single game since 2018. Yes. No, 2017. Oh, yeah, I guess we're going all the way yeah. back to there. Yeah, you're technically, yeah. Clemson has fallen to number four. Mm-hmm. Should that be the case? Some will agree, some will disagree. I actually didn't even notice that they fell to four until you pointed out pre-show. And I, I, I was kind of surprised. LSU, or not LSU, Ohio State was able to jump them Um even even though Clemson had a good game last week, or they had their bye last week, right? They had, no, 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 they, no, they, they played were, Louisville. They played, they played Louisville. Forty five right, right, to right. ten was the final score. Yeah, they had a and great the touchdown. Game. The touchdown came on the second team. Yeah, garbage time. You know. So, so I mean, but I mean, I I I was surprised that they fell to four. They're still seven and zero, but then again, the top six teams are all seven and zero right now. But I think this 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 does go to show whether the 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 committees making these polls are are obvious to Clemson's weaker schedule. You know, I mean, obviously, I think LSU at number two and Alabama at number one is right. The LSU's, yeah. the, LSU's really the only battle-proven team in the top six, per se, really, because they've beat, they beat in Texas and they've beat in Auburn. Um, but this, I think I think it's people are becoming more aware to the weaker schedule that Clemson has. And, I mean, it's certainly no fault to them. They can't force or they can't choose who they play, but it definitely is – it comes – it comes to matter. I mean, when you have an a when you have an LSU team that's beaten, like I said, Texas and Auburn, they're definitely going to be ahead over a, a same record team like Clemson that's beaten teams like they beat in Texas A and M, but Texas A and M isn't. They've kind of they've they're out of the top twenty five right now, and I mean you have other teams they've beaten like Florida State and Louisville and Charlotte and like teams that just aren't really ever in the conversation, at least not in recent years for college football. So I think I think that's just that's like the main factor in this is that they just it's their weaker schedule it's they can't be compared to the other teams like in Ohio State playing in that playing in their conference. Yeah, but I mean you you don't really know because they haven't played they haven't played like the toughest team they yeah, haven't exactly. but Alabama the Alabama hasn't had a really Alabama tough hasn't schedule either, but that's like the SEC bias yeah. of all these polls you know if you're in the SEC and you even if you play a crap schedule in the SEC you're still going to be high just because it's the SEC. Yeah, so. The Rural Committee votes, and uh, November 5th, we will really find out the top four, five, six, top 25. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see. But 
one thing Clemson does has is the highest paid coach right now in college football. Mm-hmm. Dabba Sweeney's got a $9.3 million contract. So a lot of people say that he's going to Alabama. I don't uh, think no, Al- Dabo Sweeney is not going anywhere. Dabo Sweeney is here or is in Clemson to stay. He has. Um, he's loved in that town. He, he wouldn't really leave does. for a rival. Unless he's going to pull a Kevin Durant. He's not going to leave to the rival team. No, I don't, I don't see it happening. Unless he's offered a, a deal way bigger than what he just got. There's, there's no reason I'd see that move. And so Dabo Sweeney has. If he's the best coach or not, some will agree and disagree to that. But he's definitely being paid the best. So uh, didn't stop him from dropping. <laughs> didn't stop him dropping. But they're still in the top four. You're so right. We'll see where right, that goes. You're right. So on Tuesday was it Tuesday? No, Monday. Whenever the whenever the rankings came out of coaches being paid, mm-hmm. Dabo Swinney's at the top. But Dabo and his team is going to be taking on a very very physical bear or. Boston College, Boston College. Uh, this coming Saturday night. Uh, so a really, really physical team, good team. They've always t- gave a pretty good challenge to Clemson. So I'm excited to see how Clemson responds to this physicality and stuff. But it's going to be a good game for sure. Yeah, they're, they're tested. They've played games. They've played games like this their whole th- – these players have played in games like this their whole career. So uh, – it's it could be a scrappy game. These conference games always end up like that, but I still think Clemson should pull through. And they sh- as long as they have a really good victory, like they're typically are able to have, they're going to stay at the number four spot. Yeah, so. we were talking about a really high paid college coach. Another coach that's been in the headlines lately, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. He's an NFL coach. He did good in the NFL. He did shoot down the rumors about him exiting Michigan. I think he's an NFL coach. I think he needs to get out of Michigan. Michigan has done nothing. He has never beat Ohio State, and And that's a problem. Seeing this year, I don't think he's doing it this year either. Ohio State's just too explosive right now. So He did did great in the NFL with the 49ers, took him to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick and all that season. And, again, we we said this on the show before, but he he just hasn't won those elite games and – in college football, whether he's capable of doing that or not, or if it's just the team that he's that he has around him, Michigan right now with that new poll, they're ranked, they fell three spots on the nineteenth right now. They're sitting five and two, and again, and they're they're vying for like not not a prime bowl, but just like kind of like a I don't know if there's a term for it, but like not not the main bowls, but like the the secondary bowl games right now. But yeah, if he he denied those rumors, but I I don't. If he's not productive, I don't even know if Michigan wants to keep him in the upcoming years. They're going to sign him to a new contract whenever he needs that. It's I don't I just don't see it honestly. Yeah, I mean, he needs to get back to the NFL if we're being real. There's openings. People, I'm, there are teams in the NFL that are, would gladly hire him. Browns, right Redskins. As of last week, the Cowboys. Although there were rumors about um, the Oklahoma coach going over there too, but. Yeah, plenty of teams. Browns, definitely. The Browns would probably would love to have a new coach right now, especially one that took a team to a Super Bowl only uh, less than a decade ago. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in here on Off the Bench XLR, Atlanta University Radio. We're about to take a break. Coming up, we're going to listen to When It Rains, It Pours by Luke Combs. But whenever we come back, we're going to be discussing the games, this past game's in the NFL, the NFL sports uh, are the news headlines, 
And uh, so stay tuned and uh, always be sure to t- tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us. At Off uh, the Bench XLR. You got it. You all got platforms it. we are on right now. So. You got it. Off the Bench XLR. So definitely like us, follow us, all of that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Off the Bench XLR, Atlanta University Radio. Again, my name is Jameson Hardison, alongside with Hayden Joyner. We're glad to have you back here on this amazing Wednesday. And always remember, we're here every Wednesday from 4 to 5, so uh, definitely be tune, be sure to tune in and uh, join us right here. Always be sure to like us, tweet us, follow us, and all that stuff all on stuff. Uh, on all of our so- social media platforms at Off the Bench XLR. So uh, we're going to dive into NFL, the teams that get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars and these teams (laughs) had had the big deadline coming up the trade deadline in the nfl it's coming up and so far we have seen a two monstrous trades in the wide receiver game so far uh the first one involving muhammad sanu of the atlanta falcons and the new england patriots the the empire if you will of the NFL. Uh, the Patriots dominated the Jets this past Thursday night game, and right after the game, just a day or two later, they made a great trade with the Atlanta Falcons, getting getting the Atlanta Falcons receiver, Mohamed Sanu, just for a for a second-round pick. So, Jameson, seeing this trade, how do you think this is going to affect the Patriots' offense going forward? I mean, the Patriots dominated the Jets 33 to nothing in, in New York. So th- they obviously had no reason to really reload their offense. And with this addition of Mohamed Sanu, who was the number two receiver behind Julio Jones and is a, pr- and is a really good receiver in the game. He's a seasoned veteran. Um, he has a fun fact. He has a perfect passer rating in his career with the Bengals and the Falcons, if you knew that. One, 158.3 passer rating as he hit, he's hit a bunch of deep balls and some trick plays. But how do you see this offense looking now? It's just going to be – you're talking about the Patriots, Patriots right? Yeah. yeah, Patriots offense. It's just going to be more explosive. Oh, yeah. um, Tom Brady and that offense is just going to be even more explosive. Um, they're going to play really, really good football like they have been. Really good defense so far. Right, um, historic defense. Right really, now. really, really good. Luckily, I have them on my fantasy team. I was going to say, so. if, you have, if anyone here has the Patriots on their fantasy team, you, you are in for a treat because, I mean, they're scoring as many points as an RB1 right now. It's insane. 20-plus points a game almost. And so, it's been a great, great, great year for the Patriots. Undefeated season. You don't see those often. Obviously, the 49ers are undefeated. But it's been a really, really, really good year for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I mean, this offense already features a a receiver group with Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett, and Julian Edelman. Edelman being one of the best slot receivers in the game. And Josh Gordon's one one of the most physical physical uh receivers in the game he's he's a big guy he's he's been injured a couple of times been suspended a couple of years but he's had a good season so far he's injured right now but that's going to give opportunities to people like philip dorsett to be that deep threat that people think he is as well as muhammad sanu coming yeah. in possibly being that receiver number two behind josh gordon and working this thing but i mean if i was an afc team right now i would be scared i mean this this patriots offense if you're watching if you if any he's unstoppable if anyone watched that game <laughs> against the jets you would know like this patriot there's just not there's not a weakness to this Patriots team. Their do- their defense is historically great. Averaging they're averaging like seven points a game, like they're allowing seven points a game. I mean, so that, that's better than that uh, that Bears defense of decades ago, um, and and they're they're pushing historical numbers right now. And as well, that offense has just been 
lights out against teams. They shut out they shut out the Miami Dolphins. They shut out these Jets. I mean, granted, they've had some of a, a weak schedule so far, but that that still it doesn't matter when it comes to just how dominant their 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 entire offense and defense has been. I'm gonna quote Colin Cowherd if you watch his show on F- on Fox Sports One. He quoted with this just saying about the NF- NFC. He said it's over. Like just straight, this it is over. The, I, and I, I, I believe him. I completely saw him on this. The AFC is done. I mean, you have Andrew Luck retired this past season, and, and that offensive line and that coach in Indianapolis was a real threat to the Patriots. He's gone. They've done okay with Jacoby Brissett, but it's nothing like it would have been with Andrew Luck. And the the Chiefs, who are really the only contender that could really, like, really push the Patriots, are now down Mahomes, who won't really be 100% for the rest of the year with that ankle injury. And the and even so, the Chiefs' defense is horrendous when it comes to stopping a team. So being able to stop that Patriots' offense wouldn't really have been a threat. So I mean, this Patriots team is the real the real deal. And, I, and you say that about a lot of teams, but I like this is like all time great team right now. And they ha- they have really no threats going into the AFC right now. So like he said, it is over. It is over in the AFC. But but yeah, <laughs> that's all I can really say about that topic. But, yeah, I mean. The Patriots are just unstoppable. Unstoppable. They're, I mean, dominant. Nobody is going to beat them. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're gonna have an undefeated season. They I'm excited. easily I hope. could. They easily could. But speaking of undefeated season, we got one more team in the NFL still left undefeated, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers out on the West Coast in the NFC. A bit of a surprise team, kind of in this year. We all expected them to be good, but maybe not this good. And they were able to trade for Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos. And I think this this really does fill one of their primary needs in San Francisco. They have top running game in the entire NFL with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda and all those very running, very very good. They're a very good running very good running back committee. They don't have a star running back in in all purposes of the word. No star running back, but they they are averaging uh, top top yards per game when it comes to running backs. And but where they struggled really was in the receiving game. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a really good quarterback this year, but San Francisco is only averaging about 113 receiving yards a game from their wide receivers. Debo Samuel has been okay. He has 33 yards per game, as well as Marquise Goodwin. He has, he has 30 yards per game. So both of those are really like wide receiver two, three numbers. That's like just a couple catches a game. So this, this, this area where they got Emmanuel Sanders should really help them, and it gives Denver, Denver a couple picks they get, to, they get to work with and hope that they can re- rebuild. But this is, this is definitely a good pickup by the 49ers. It really is. Emmanuel Sanders is a great, great athlete. He's, and even if he doesn't make a really big impact by scoring touchdowns and catching passes, what that does to this offense, it's, gonna, it's going to attract – their best defensive player to get on Emmanuel Sanders. And what that does, that opens up other receivers. It opens up the running game because if you're double coverage covering one guy and you put two back safeties and you run the ball and they've already got a really good running game, a really good defense. And so that's just, you might not see a really big impact in stats and whatnot like that, but in a, I don't know how to say it. I guess in a different frame of mind, if you're looking at it in just the really big picture as a team game, um, it's really, really going to help the it's offense. It's just going to spread that field out more and allow the offense to just, just penetrate in different yeah. ways. They can beat you in a bunch of different ways. Because, uh, I mean, he's definitely he's go- definitely going to attract a ton of attention. He'll attract. He'll attract he'll, he definitely would be the number one receiver on the team. He'll attract yeah. the top the top cornerback from each team. 
Um, but speaking of cornerbacks and a team that really has nobody in the cornerback position or in any position, we're going to shift focus. I'm going to I'm going to do a little talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to go to the Chicago Bears in a little bit after this. They, they're both these teams are in similar situations, but. Oh my gosh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They they could not stop the freaking they, pass. They got routed by the Dallas Cowboys 10 to 37 this past Sunday night. Nationally televised game uh pre-game uh, a couple days prior, Doug Peterson, their head coach, stated that they were going to go down to Dallas, win that game and be first place in their division and the exact opposite of all that happened. Dallas now controls the NFC East right now going to their bye week, and Philadelphia is in kind of a rough spot, losing two straight and having both both games with, against the Vikings and the Dallas has had their secondary trashed by running backs and receivers alike. Uh, they, they're a mess, you know? The, the Philadelphia Eagles this are is a not, mess. This is not the Philadelphia Eagles team that we saw in the Super Bowl. Oh, of course. This is yeah. not who we saw. This is not the Carson Wentz that we saw. This is not the Philadelphia Eagles defense that we saw that was really, really good. This is just not the same team that we've seen. And Doug Peterson has to make some changes here. I mean, they, they've been hurt. They ha- I'll give them the credit of they've been hurt with injuries. Their defensive secondary is on their second and third strings in the majority of their areas. Deshaun Jackson's out on their offense, so they have no real – they don't have their deep that they're used to with their offense, but that's really no excuse for the way they've played. I mean, if you watch that Dallas game, Carson Wentz just played an awful game. Three tar- they had four turnovers total on their offense, but Carson Wentz was attributed to three. He had he had one interception and two fumbles. I mean, you saw the one play where they it just went right through his hands on the snap, fumbled it, gave the Cowboys another quick touchdown. It's just a mess. It was it's just a mess. And you look at their upcoming schedule. They're they're at the Bills this next weekend, which is part of our game picks. We'll get into that in a bit. But they got the Bills, and then they got the Bears, Pats, and Seahawks. All luckily all in Philadelphia. But those are three games that could go real negative for them. Even the Bears, who have been struggling, um, but it's just not looking good. The rest of the, the 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 downhill the downhill stretch of their season. They get they get the uh, the Redskins twice, and they get the Giants. So those those games should end up falling a bit more in their favor but I feel like by then it's going to be too late the Eagles are just they're just struggling too much and like you said this isn't the team that we saw in the Super Bowl two years ago um since that Super Bowl they're 500 um Carson Wentz had an MVP type season that Super Bowl year before he unfortunately got injured and Nick Foles had to step in but I mean even this season people were saying Carson Wentz was an MVP favorite he was in the he was in the listing in the rankings of MVP talk for the first couple weeks of the season, but this is just not the MVP Carson Wentz anyone's used to seeing. So the Eagles have they have to turn it around. As a Dallas fan, I don't want them to turn it around. I'm completely fine with how the Eagles are playing right now. But as an organization and for and for them to eventually fix this, they have to turn it around in a major way. They do have to turn it around. I think they're going to be able to sneak one up and be able to get a wild card. By chance, mm-hmm. and, and this, make N- playoffs. And this NFC, you, you you think that? I mean, there's a chance, obviously. Yeah, this, this NFC is tough this year. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. And, and speaking of how tough this NFC is, the Chicago Bears, right? This was a team going in. Mitchell Trubisky was on the top of the betting for NFL MVP this upcoming season. If you knew that, he was like top five in who people were betting on with their money to win MVP. That's out the door. Mitchell Trubisky is playing like a third round quarterback picked by a trash team right now if you watch that game against the saints it, it was ugly they, he's just he will give him the credit he's coming off of, an, of a shoulder injury had a dislocated shoulder a couple weeks ago against the uh, the vikings but 
the the Bears are doing nothing to help him, and that offense is just not playing well. It's similar to the Eagles. Their offense is just not producing the way people thought they were going to produce. And if you watch that Saints game, yeah, they they scored about the 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 Bears scored thirty points, but that was off fifty four passing attempts by Mitchell Trubisky, and they only ran the ball seven times. When you have a backfield with Tariq Cohen and the new rookie David Montgomery, you have to run the ball more, especially with if you have a quarterback coming off of a shoulder injury, why? Why would you force that quarterback coming off a shoulder injury to throw the ball 54 times? makes no sense to me. Yeah. This is the Bears team that's known for its defense. Yeah. They're known for, to have a good def- They're known to have a good defense. But, I mean, they, they've not shown anything. I mean, they're getting ran up and down the field left and right. Teddy Bridgewater, a backup quarterback. I mean, come on. And they were this, playing with the backup uh, running back, too. Alvin Kamara wasn't even playing for the Saints. They had, you're right. They had Latavius Murray in there. And, and so it's crazy. This Bears has a lot to improve on. And they need to go ahead and just sit back and say, all right, the season's over. Next season, it's over. We need to rebuild, and that's what they need to do. They need to get trade pick. They need to get trade um, draft picks. Draft picks. There yeah. we go. Not trade trade picks. Whatever. But you need to get draft picks and draft picks and draft picks. Get as many young, talented athletes as you can, and start from the bottom. You've already hit rock bottom. So the only way to go is where. Up. I mean, so. I, I I wouldn't go as far to say they were in rock bottom. I, certainly, that's an opinion that's going out there. They're they're sitting three and three right now. There's plenty of time to turn the way it around. the way they're playing. The way they're they've playing hit rock bottom. They, you're correct. They're playing rock bottom. Their their record doesn't show so. But if you're sitting at three and three right now, um, in this and and like I've said, this NFC is incredible this year. You have the wild card teams. If you if they were able to, if the wild card teams right now are sitting like five and two. The Seahawks right now are a wild card team, and I believe the Vikings are a wild card team in the current playoff projections. Both those teams are five and two, which is division leading in some in some cases, if they were in a different division. But sitting at three and three with these Bears, they have if they're going to make a major move at the trade deadline, I don't know what. I, it's really I think it's their quarterback issue. They have young running backs who are really good. Tree Cohen's a great playmaker, and David Montgomery has a lot of promise. But the fact that th- that coaching staff isn't utilizing them at all, and Matt Nagy isn't even an awful coach. He's a gr- Matt Nagy's a good coach. He was able to lead that team to uh, being a Super Bowl favorite last year. They unfortunately lost with the the whole double doink thing last year to the Eagles. But I mean, they they were Super Bowl favorites last year, and they they should be a good team. But they're just they're not confident with Mitchell Trubisky right now. Even Mitchell Trubisky isn't really confident. It feels like within himself, and that offense has been held to under 300 total yards in all games this season, all six of their games. So they need to make a major change on offense, whether it's trading for a good receiver or trading to get some picks or something in order to get that offense going. Because right now they are not moving in a way. They they are they're they're struggling. Mitchell Trubisky does not look like a quarterback like they drafted his very first was last year his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. No, this is his third. Okay, okay. he he just doesn't look like he's ready to play. He looks scared. He's just rearing back and throwing it. I mean, just dumb stuff that he's throwing. I mean, he's not even paying attention. I mean, he he just looks very uncomfortable back there in the pocket. And they I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's players. I don't know what it is. But they need to make a change, and they need to make a change fast in order – 
to save the season and then save their future mm-hmm. coming up. So it's definitely. I mean, it's interesting in this NFC is jam packed with good teams. So if they want to have any playoff implications, they are going to have to to move that move, make a major move in their offense. But we are we're getting a little on timer, so I'm going to move into. One of the, one of my favorite segments of the show, and that is the NFL game picks, the way we end our show every week. Uh, it's where I pick five of the closest games, I think, coming up this NFL week. Five of the closest games, evenly matched at games, I think, and me and Jameson will make our game picks on who we think is going to win. And you can follow us on Instagram as well as Twitter, where we broadcast both the our records and our game picks after the show. So you, in case you, you mishear us during the show, you can go back and check how it is. But uh, right now... I am sitting at nine and six on my bets, and you are sitting at six and nine. So we're a little even here. We had a had a rough week. We both had a rough week last week. I went two and three. You went one and four. That deciding that deciding game. We would have been even, but the deciding game was that that Sunday night game where I had the Cowboys. So never never bet against the Cowboys. Is what I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but our games this week. My first game, Jameson, is a game of two struggling teams. One of which we've already talked about, and that is the Chargers. At the Chicago Bears, who do you think is going to win this game between two team, two franchises that are really struggling and underperforming right now? You know, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bears right here. Uh, I don't think that Philip Rivers and that offense is is going to come out on top. I think the Bears, for the lower level NFL teams, if you pick up, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but I think the Bears is a better not good team if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bears on this one. Um two sloppy teams. They're they're both gonna play really sloppy. Um who's gonna play the less sloppy, <laughs> if you will. So I'm gonna take the Bears on this one. Alright, next pick we got the Eagles at the Bills. I'm gonna take the Eagles right here. The Eagles are off of two straight losses. Um it's 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 gonna be a tough game for them, um, but I think they're gonna rebound. And coming off of two straight losses again, um, they're gonna be ready to play. And obviously losing their rivalry game, so um, they're not gonna they're not gonna be too happy about that game. All right, and then third game we have Buccaneers at Titans again. Two struggling teams looking looking to make an impact. You know, I'm gonna take the Titans right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I don't know. It's two bottom, it's, bo- two yeah. bottom half teams. It's yeah. a little tough. I no, mean, he's going to play worse. I'm excited to see how Ryan, Ryan Tannehill plays at the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with the Bucks here. All right. Uh, hopefully, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans can pull something out uh, late in the game. But yes. Titans really struggling here lately, switching their quarterback position up with from Marcus Mariota. So I don't think they're. They're steady right now, so I'm going to take the Bucks. All right, and then second to last game, we got the Panthers at the 49ers. So an explosive offense in the Panthers looking to hopefully upset the 49ers. Let's go Let's go with the 49ers. Uh, I don't think Kyle Allen and the Panthers has, fa- has faced that really, really good team yet. So I'm going to take the, pan- uh, the 49ers here. Um, just because they're undefeated, Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to be completely ready. To play, he's not going to be fully knowledgeable about this offense, but uh, he's going to play. I know, I'm sure he'll play a little bit, and um, I'm excited to see this game. A lot of people was looking forward to this game. 
All right, and last game of the week, we have the Packers at the Chiefs, possibly the biggest game of the weekend as well. Well, I'm going to take the Packers here. Only reason is because Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to be playing. And uh, Packers, they or the Chiefs' defense cannot stop slow down the run. Aaron Rodgers has been playing really, really good football lately. So the def- Chiefs' defense cannot stop the run. Not not a good, great quarterback in for the backup, so I'm going to take the uh, Packers here. All right, so now it is my turn to make my picks. So hand it off to me, and I will say my lines. All righty. Uh, let's hear the Chargers at Bears. I'm going to agree with you on this. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. They, they, they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove themselves. There's been a lot of talk negatively about them. They're at home, which is usually a good sign for them, even though they lost to the Saints last week. <laughs> but the Chargers, are, as well as their team going downhill, uh, I watched that la- a couple Thursday nights ago, or not Thursday nights, a couple, a couple weeks ago when they played the, the Sunday night game when they played the Steelers, and they just looked horrendous. And so the Chargers, they lost to the Titans again last week. They're not looking like an offense that we thought they were. So I'm gonna hope for, I'm gonna bet for the Bears defense to bail them out here for once this year, and the Bears are gonna win this game. Eagles at the Bills. Uh, I'm two gonna... two teams struggling. Well, the Bills Bills aren't really struggling. They they about lost to the the Dolphins last week, but they are five and one. They're sitting real pretty up down in the AFC, right behind the Patriots. They're five and one. They got an amazing defense this year. And I think that's going to be the key to them winning this game. So I'm going to have the Bills winning this game at home against the Eagles. Putting, giving the Eagles their third straight loss, that, the Eagles' offense just isn't good, and that, Bears def, or that Bills' defense is just too, too well-balanced right now. They were able to shut down the Patriots, allowing the Patriots just to get 16 points in their only loss of the season. So I think they're going to do the same to Carson Wentz, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and that Eagles' offense that is really struggling right now. Buccaneers at the Titans. Two teams once again struggling i'm gonna go with the buccaneers here only because they've they've just been a much better offense than the titans the titans are unquestionable right now with their quarterbacks they're in the middle of the switch Tannehill had a dub last week but it was okay but the buccaneers were able to put up a bunch more points in all their games this year and Jameis winston and mike evans always have a tendency to have some lights out game at some point in the year every now and then and they're gonna do that again this week and beat the titans at home Panthers at the 49ers, undefeated 49ers. Kyle Allen, undefeated as a starter. I'm tempted to go with the Panthers here, but the 49ers, with their addition of Emmanuel Sanders, is just too much, really. The 49ers defense needs to focus on shutting down Christian McCaffrey, and if they can do that and and force Kyle Allen to throw the ball, uh, I think they're going to have a great chance of winning this game. The Panthers Panthers have been okay against the run all year, but the 49ers are the best running team in the NFL, and if they can pound that down, as well as it being in San Francisco for them, the 49ers will be able to win this game. And finally, but not least... Packers at the Chiefs. If this game was two weeks ago, I would have picked the Chiefs. Even though it would have been a great game, I would have picked the Chiefs in a shootout. But sadly, Matt Moore is their quarterback, and the Chiefs lost two games at home back-to-back with the Colts and the Texans a couple weeks ago. So with that being said, I'm agreeing with you and the Packers. The Chiefs defense failed to stop those two teams at home a couple weeks ago. They're going to do the same with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams could potentially be back this week, and that – Adding that on top of the Packers' already great offense is just going to shut down that Chiefs defense and allow the Packers to win, possibly by 10 points. All righty, you heard it from the man, Hayden Joyner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are running short on time, so it's our time to go ahead and close it out on the show. So you have been listening to Off the Bench here on XLR, Landing University Radio. 
thank you so much for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week and ladies and gentlemen always remember to stay in the game and off the bench please like and follow all of our social media pages at off the bench xlr and uh just tune in with us next week right here on radio fx ladies and gentlemen thank you so much and have a great week With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price, just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. There are those who say, Leave well enough alone. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. You don't mess with success. While others have something quite different to say. The Lexus RX. With dynamic handling and available 12.3-inch touchscreen, it's the best-selling luxury crossover of all time. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.